Welcome to Didache, where we are studying to show ourselves approved, rightly dividing the word of truth so we can worship God in spirit and truth, deepening our knowledge of God, thereby enabling us to deepen our love for God. Here is your host, Justin Peters. Yes and no. Thank you. Uh, it is true that we inherit a yes. sin nature from mm-hmm. Adam. That's mm-hmm. what Paul right. talks mm-hmm. about in the book Every of Romans. Mm-hmm. Uh, for in Adam all died. Mm-hmm. So Romans sin, 12, yeah. there you go, mm-hmm. uh, sin passed through uh, Adam just like a virus mm-hmm. to all of, mm-hmm. so we are, we are sinners by nature yeah. uh, and by choice, by nature, by birth, and by choice. Yeah. Now a person does not go to hell in and of itself, in and of itself, because he was born with a sin nature. He goes to hell because he has committed acts of sin, acts of evil. And the reason the reason hell does it kind of jars us, and I'll admit it jars me. When I think about hell and how the Bible describes it, my circuit breakers trip. <laughs> you know, I just it, it but that's why I have such a passion to tell people how to escape this place. Because it is real. But the reason we don't think that it, it jars our sensibilities, and we think, "Oh, how could a loving God send somebody to eternal conscience suffering?" is because because of our fallenness, we innately, and because of the sin nature in us, we innately have a very elevated view of man, and we have a very diminished view of God. That's how we're born. Seeing the world, you see that. Absolutely, you see Selfish that. Selfish inclinations now. Elevated view of man. Yeah. Um, if I were to, uh, I think I was telling this to the, to the Mormons just the night before I met you. Um, if I were to, if I were to walk around here and find an ant crawling around on the on the bricks here and step on it, kill it, would there be any ramifications for me doing that? Is anybody going to come get me? Write me a ticket? Yeah. No. Now, if I were to go to one of these houses around here in somebody's yard shoot their dog would there be ramifications for me doing that sure yeah yeah i'm gonna get be given a big ticket probably go to jail for that mm-hmm. now if i were to go down to uh you know a 7-eleven or something shoot the clerk cold blood would there be ramifications for me doing that you better believe it I'm going to go to prison probably for the rest of my life. Might even be executed. Probably not here in California, but in Texas I would. Me executed. What changed? In each of the three examples, I took a life. Yeah. An ant is alive. A dog is alive. A person is alive. Right. Why the change in 
the consequences, the value of the life that I took, right? When we sin, we sin against a thrice holy God, holy, holy, holy. And when we sin against a holy God who is eternal, the consequences of that sin is also eternal. And a lot of people think, well, God is a good God. And he wouldn't send anybody to hell because he's good. But here's the problem with that logic. Let's say I were to go down to a 7-Eleven or a Quickie Mart or something, shoot the clerk. Security cameras are rolling. Evidence was there. They caught me. I go to jail. I have my day in court. They play the videotape. Clearly I'm guilty. I've been found guilty by a, 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 a jury. And the judge says, Justin, you've been found guilty. Unanimous decision by the jury. You're guilty. We have the we have the videotape. I'm about to pass sentence on you. Do you have anything to say for yourself before I do? What if I were to say, Well, judge, I think you're a good judge, and I think you're a loving judge, and because you're good, and because you're loving, I think you should let me go. What if the judge said, Hmm. Okay, Justin, yeah, I've never thought about it in that way. I am a good judge. So, uh, yeah, I'll let you go. You're free to go. We'll see you later. Have a good day. And I'll walk out the door. Would that be a good judge? No. It'd be a terrible judge, right? It'd be an awful judge. Based upon emotions versus... Just based upon common sense. It'd be a terrible judge. Would we say that's a loving... That was a very loving thing for that judge to do. Yeah. Was that, would that be a loving thing for him? No. no, not at all. If he was a good judge, truly a good judge, he would never let me go. And if he was truly loving, he would never let me go. Because letting me go, if there's no consequences for what I do, I want to go out and do it again. Yeah. So a good judge and a loving judge must punish crime. Mm-hmm. Okay. God is the ultimate good judge. Yeah. He is the ultimate loving judge. And because of his goodness and his love, he must punish sin. He does. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but but you... Let me ask this. But you believe in annihilationism. Does does hellfire... Like, who's in charge of hellfire? God. God's in charge. Not not Satan. No. People think Satan is like throwing Satan into hell is like throwing Brer Rabbit into the briar patch. Satan doesn't want to go to hell any more than anybody else does. Yeah. He will be tormented day and night, forever and ever. So he doesn't want to go to hell. He so will. You mentioned that what I have a hard time rectifying is that that we are imperfect people. We are imperfect in nature. We can't make good decisions. Intellect is down. Physical ability is down. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, we can because we're imperfect. We can, because our environment we grew up in. There's, there's individuals that that support war in other countries because that's what they do. In, in like say, you know, in, in the Arabian type countries, they're killing each other. They, they're, when they're, they're teenagers involved in war because that's how they're growing up. So is it fair to say that they should all go to hell forever under torment because they were brought up in an environment where their parents, their grandparents, and different ones were kind of really pushing them 
to to live a certain way. Would that be fair? Do you think? Judge, I'm sorry. I, you know, judge, I, I know I killed this person in cold blood, but you have to understand, Judge. I was raised in a broken home, and my parents didn't like me, and the dog didn't like me, and I, you know, I had a tough upbringing. So I, I think you should let me go. Yeah. Would it work yeah. in a court of law here? Not well, in a million years. For that person, that individual, to look at a creator and yeah. say, you, I'm imperfect. I, I, I didn't ask to be born in this environment where they are killing. And you, didn't ask to be, you didn't ask to be born, but you did consciously sin. When we sin, mm-hmm. we sin with full knowledge, knowing that we do it. You know, it doesn't matter where you go in the world. What if you, they never had an opportunity to know God, really? Because maybe their, their environment, their family dynamic is all about a false God. And that's all they've known as a teenager. That's all they've been brought up. Their whole well, family, and they and they're involved in war and mm-hmm. killing and hatred. But we can we can talk about general revelation and specific res- revelation. General revelation. Everybody knows there's a God. Everybody. There are. I know there are people who call themselves atheists, but there's no such thing as an atheist. Yeah. yeah. And I mean that animal doesn't exist. In fact, I, well, you're re- you're religious still. We always we always tell people if you oh you're an atheist oh that means you're religiously inclined. You believe in something. Yeah. Have faith in yeah. something. And, <laughs> And everybody believes in a creator. Oh, yeah. I mean, I talked to an AT&T worker just the day before yesterday, and he said he didn't believe in God. By the end of our conversation, he admitted, yeah, I do believe in God. Yeah, I agree. So you don't have to, it doesn't matter where you go in the world. Everybody believes in God. Everybody does. Even the atheist believes in God. When he lays his pillow, when his head down on his pillow at night, and it's, they have an opportunity to have a relationship with the true God because of their. They know there's a God because of general revelation. You look at creation, you know there's a Creator, mm-hmm. and they know because of general revelation mm-hmm. that they are accountable to the Creator. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to tell somebody what I started to say. No matter where you go in the world, you don't have to tell somebody it's wrong to lie. Mm-hmm. People know that instinctively. That's why they try to cover up their lies. Mm-hmm. You don't have to tell somebody it's wrong mm-hmm. to steal. People know that instinctively. What about the ones in the flood? They died. Where are they today? Well, they were they were wicked and didn't have faith in God, and so they are in hell. Okay, so there were children that died. Women, mm-hmm. children, families. Mm-hmm. Yep. Why would the children be in... Now, they're in hell for the rest, for, for eternity. Why are the well, children... Well, the children are not. How do you know? Well, How do you make that because, because, in fact, I just wrote a book on this, interestingly, that you should ask. Uh, as I said a, a few minutes ago, we're all born with a sin nature, but that is not what sends us to hell in and of itself. Uh, it, is, it is not our nature. It is the acts of sin that we commit. Once, we, once you reach an age in which you are consciously sinning and you understand that you're sinning against God, against the Creator, then you become accountable for that sin. When a child dies, all of the abortions, all of the miscarriages, all of the babies who are killed in car accidents or die of cancer, the babies, young children, uh, they're not, they have not yet reached an age in which they are accountable. Even the, even the pagans in the Old Testament, when you read about God giving instructions to the Israelites to go and, and slaughter masses, Old Testament a violent book. Oh, yeah. Lots of people died. Lots of babies and children died. But even that, that was an act of judgment against against the the uh, the adults. But children, that was actually an act of mercy on God's part. Because when those children died, they went to heaven. 
and that's where they are right now. They have not reached an age in which, uh, as Jonah says, they don't know their right hand from their left. Doesn't mean that they're not born with a sin nature. They are. But they don't know enough yet to consciously decide, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steal that person's whatever weed eater over there. I'm going to steal that weed eater knowing that when I steal that weed eater, I'm, I'm sinning against my creator. They haven't reached that point yet. And so uh, they have not committed. They have not, Romans 1.18, Paul says, uh, those who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. A kid can do things that he knows that mommy and daddy don't approve of. But, you know, when my four-year-old grandson in there, Jace, you know, if he pinches his brother or does something, yeah, he's, he's doing something he knows that he shouldn't do, that mommy and daddy don't like. But he's not suppressing the truth and unrighteousness, as Paul says in Romans 1.18. He's not doing that. He has no ability to, to even understand something like that. And so he's not held accountable for those deeds. You know, but once he reaches an age in which he does have enough knowledge, when he does suppress the truth in unrighteousness, and, and the word conscience, conscience conscience with knowledge is what that means. When we sin, we sin with knowledge that we are sinning. Yeah. The four-year-old hadn't reached that point. But then why does this, okay, so I, I hear you saying that, but why does it say in John, like say 5, 20, 29, said there's no, no uh, acts. Uh, says there's going to be a resurrection of both the righteous and the unrighteous. Mm-hmm. Be a resurre- where are you resurrected to? Yeah, the, the unrighteous will be resurrected in a in a in a some kind of a a, a body that is prepared for eternal destruction. Why uh, would you resurrect somebody to be destroyed? Well, they're because the events of Revelation 21 haven't yet happened. The lake of fire mm-hmm. that we read about in Luke 16 so is why an do operation. Why resurrect somebody to kill them again? Does that seem loving it, and just? Just, yeah, yes. I mean, but see, God's love is not a coddling love. It's not a kumbaya love. It is a refining love. It is a holy love. Romans 5.8, God demonstrated his own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Right. Paul says in Ephesians 1, we are saved from the wrath of God. That's the point. I'm so what's the, what do you, so would, what's the wrath you... of God? What do you so you believe, what do you believe what's God's wrath to you what do you under, how do you well, understand God's from wrath from what I understand is is that you know it, the Bible says that if you've died you've been acquitted for your sins the scripture said been, you use the word acquitted for your sins the wages sin pays is death what are you talking about um, where are you at Romans yeah I can find it real quick um want to see that yeah. I can find it um Romans 6.23. Oh, Romans 6.23. For the wages of sin is death. Yeah, that's one. Uh, that's one scripture. But the gift God gives is everlasting life by Christ Jesus our Lord. So mm-hmm. the wages sin pays. It doesn't say hellfire. It says death. And let me go to... Um, yeah, but but not every... You have to understand something, John. Not every, not every verse gives a full-throated uh, exposition of what... Death. Paul has spent well, I, I a lot of kind of what some of the scriptures that helped me to see that, and then even in six seven it says, "For the one who has died has been acquitted." Maybe that's when you. Maybe that's yeah, different. yeah. Well, let's look. Let's go to Romans six seven. Yeah, let's look at Romans six seven. Yeah. What does the American standard say there? Um, 
For he who has died is freed from sin. Yeah. But you can't. That's only. That's only. That's not even the the sentence. Well, You're I, taking a phrase well, out of a, a sentence. Well, I'm just trying to. The point I'm trying to make to establish is that if there's multiple scriptures, and I agree with you, you got to look at the context. That from where, where we are is that that we all die. We know Romans five eight five twelve says that. Sin entered to the, through Adam, sin entered into the world, and death through sin. We know that mm-hmm. we're all dying because of the sinful nature. So we're all dying. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I thought that that would be a good point to end it because the conversation starting to go from one topic into another. Uh, you, you heard these two individuals, uh, John and Patricia, I think. But uh, you, you heard them talking about how it just does not seem congruous to say that God is a loving God, but then to affirm uh, eternal conscious suffering. And we talked about that. Uh, of course, as I said, they have, they, as does every false religion, have a very diminished view of God, very elevated view of man. They do not understand who God is. They do not understand His holiness they do not understand his justice. They do not understand how totally depraved we really are and how heinous sin is. You heard them trying to uh, make excuses for people. Well, if if someone is raised in a bad home and, and um, you know tough circumstances and that somehow excuses their sin, that somehow gives them a, a get-out-of-jail-free card, so to speak. And uh, as I tried to explain to them, they have a, a very diminished view of God, very elevated view of man. And it does not matter about our tough luck story. That's not going to fly in uh, God's courtroom. We're not going to be able to go to God and say, Well, God, I, uh, my parents didn't really love me. I, I grew up poor. I, uh, the dog didn't like me. You know, it's just, it's just not going to fly. Each man is accountable for his own sin. Each woman accountable for her own sin. And so um, they, they have this... As do all false religions, they they have an elevated view of God, diminished view, excuse me, an elevated view of man, diminished view of God, and they do not see themselves as truly thoroughly sinful. Uh, they they see sin as just more of an inconvenience rather than something that earns God's wrath. So I hope that this was helpful for you today, dear ones, and uh, you heard the conversation beginning to take a turn, and tomorrow's program is going to be interesting because we're going to look at that passage that he started to talk about in Romans chapter 6, and this will be a very interesting little window into their faulty hermeneutics, uh, And as, as I will show them, because I turn to that passage as well, and we will talk about that, but it's very interesting how they take verses out of context, sometimes don't even look at the entire verse, but uh, tomorrow's program I think will be interesting as uh, they look at Romans 6. It's a, uh, a passage that they use to support annihilationism, even though he didn't know what the term annihilationism was, that is theologically their, their view. But they use Romans 6, I believe it is verse 7, I don't have it in front of me right now, Romans 6, 7, to support their notion that people who die outside of Jehovah or outside of Yahweh just cease to exist. They just 
go out of existence. So that is what we will look at, Lord willing, in tomorrow's program. I've received some emails from you, and several of you have said that you're finding this series interesting and helpful. I am grateful for that. I love to hear from you. Truly do love to hear from my listeners. It's good to know that I do have listeners out there. So uh, thank you. Please keep the emails coming. Suggestions, critiques, encouragement, all of the above. Uh, I'm a big boy. I can handle it. So I do take your comments and your feedback very, very seriously. And I do give them a great deal of weight. So thank you very much, dear ones. And until our next time together, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Thank you for listening to Didache. We hope that you were encouraged and edified by what you just heard. If you have a question or comment for Justin, or interested in more teaching resources, or would like to have him come and preach at your church or conference, you may contact him at justinpeters.org.